Christos anesti. Christ is risen. Um, today is kind of a big day, actually. There's a lot going on today. Of course, it's a minor feast of the Lord. It's Thomas Sunday. Uh, it's also the birthday of St. Mary. Um, unfortunately, we don't read the Synexarium, so we didn't get to hear that story, but it's the birthday of St. Mary. I think there's only three saints. I could be wrong. I haven't fact-checked this, but I think there's only three saints in the Synexarium that we actually celebrate their birthday, and St. Mary is one of them. I believe the others are St. John the Baptist and uh, St. Tecla Hemenot. But again, I didn't fact-check this, but everybody else we celebrate their departure, their death, their martyrdom. Birthdays are very rare in the Synexarium. And today was St. Mary's birthday. Also, today is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. So it's kind of a big day. We went through uh, the Great Lent, um, and it was a time of reflection. A lot of the responses were about us and are reflecting on ourselves and how we need to see what's in us. And so a lot of the responses was, I have sinned. I am in need of forgiveness. I am in need to search myself. I am in need to prepare myself for the bridegroom. And we finally meet the bridegroom in Passion Week. And we actually get the, the parables on the bridegroom throughout uh, Passion Week, Holy Week. We meet the bridegroom. And actually, Abe, when he was here, he said that the, the icon that we had, the picture that we had on the cross was called the bridegroom, which I did not know that. But uh, We met the bridegroom in Holy Week. And then we had the resurrection where we united with him. And then we get Holy 50 Days, kind of our honeymoon to know who is this bridegroom, who is this risen Christ. And throughout this holy week, you'll find there's not really anything about us. Everything is about Him. The time of reflection was in Lent, and hopefully we gained from that. During the holy 50s, we see Christ as the bread of life. He's going to tell us that in a few weeks. Uh, We see Him as the living water. We're going to see that when He talks to the Samaritan woman. We're going to see Him as the light of the world, the way, the truth, and life. Today, we get the first insight. We see him as our Lord and our God. Thomas said that, my Lord and my God. Today is an interesting day. We see two different saints. We see St. Mary. And St. Mary was very quiet. St. Mary, St. Luke tells us in uh, chapter 2, she kept everything in her heart and meditated on them. Of course, she didn't really have the thoughts that festered like doubt and And things like that, that Thomas was kind of struggling with. She had obviously her own struggles. And we saw that during the cross and the pain that that would cause. But the thoughts that were in her, she meditated on. And it grew within her. Uh, when When she heard Simon in the altar, she meditated on it. She kept it in her heart. So we, we get St. Mary. And we also get St. Thomas. And St. Thomas was very expressive. He was very outspoken. And it's something good that he did. He actually told his doubt to the entire Apostles, so all the apostles and even Christ. And so they're very different, but they're both saints. And there's something to learn from both of them. When there are things that we should meditate on quietly, when there are things that would help us in our spiritual life, something between us and God, we need to learn from St. Mary and do like her. But when, when there are things that are threatening um, our unity with God, our faith, then maybe it's time to share, it's time to be vulnerable. And thank God that our church has this beautiful sacrament called confession. St. Thomas um, shared his doubts, and that was what, he, what led him eventually to be saved from his doubts. Pope Shenouda says when Christ came, he didn't come to rebuke Thomas. He came to save him from his doubt, which I think that's a beautiful thought. That's a beautiful thought. 
we all struggle with different things, whether it's sin, whether it's uh, evil thoughts, whether it's doubtful thoughts, whether whatever it is, we all struggle with it. But the truth is, it's not our burden to bear alone. Christ paid for that 2,000 years ago. When we come to Christ and share it, guess what he's going to say? Oh, I was looking for that. I paid for that. I paid for that sin 2,000 years ago. It's not yours. I paid for those doubts 2,000 years ago. It's not yours. It's not ours to bear alone. And again, thank God for our church for establishing the sacrament of confession. In the poem today, we, ha- we read from Ephesians 4. It's a very powerful chapter. And it says this, But you have not learned Christ. Indeed, you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. This is the part that's really important coming up. And he says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. St. Jerome took that phrase and he expanded on it. He really liked that phrase. Uh, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And he says this. He says, we are not being renewed in our thinking process apart from renewal in our spirits. We're not just renewing the mind. We're not just renewing the thinking. And we're ignoring the spirit. Nor are we renewed in spirit without thinking. And we don't only renew our spirit and ignore the mind. They're kind of tired. He says this. We are being jointly renewed in the spirit of our mind. In the spirit of our mind. And so he says when we do anything, when we pray, when we sing psalms, um, when we do anything that is spiritual, we're engaging our mind as well, and we're actually renewing our mind. And so here we get kind of a glimpse on the interaction between our thoughts and our spiritual life. They're joined. You can't renew one without the other. Our thoughts determine our lives. There's a, there's a very famous book by Elder Thaddeus. He says, our thoughts determine our lives. Everything begins in the thought. And every sin begins in the thought. And every righteous deed begins in the thought as well. Our spirit and our thoughts are intertwined. If we want to get further in our spiritual lives, maybe we need to search our thoughts. And there was time for that uh, in the Great Lent thing, Cluin. In Proverbs 28.13, he says this, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And again, thank God that our church has a sacrament of confession. But even further than that, a lot of people actually find consolation in support groups or people that can help you. Uh, Maybe even an older servant or someone that is well-read and tell them, Hey, I have these doubts that I'm not sure about. Or I have these questions that I want to find an answer to. Or I'm not sure about this or I'm not sure about that. The problem becomes when we sometimes cover our sins. Or covers our doubts and trying to suppress our thoughts. Um, Thomas didn't do that. Thomas did not do that. He actually exposed his thoughts. He talked about them. He discussed them. Obviously, everything in discernment. I'm not saying like walk around and share everything about your life. Don't do that. Um, but have a spiritual guide. Have a support system. Have someone that we can go to and say, Hey, the church is saying this, but I'm hearing this from that source. Or um, I know the Bible is saying this, but I'm hearing this from a different. Um, aspect we saw actually this in Acts today so St. Paul was in Athens in Acts um, and then the Epicureans and Stoic, these are two very famous group, like schools of philosophy uh, in ancient Greece so this, the Epicureans and the Stoic philosophers saw St. Paul, they're saying something different, they're like, whoa, what is this guy saying they take him and they go to the Areopagus and they actually have a discussion there for hours 
And it's going well until St. Paul mentions the resurrection, and then some of them are like, okay, yeah, we're, we're done with this guy. Uh, but some others stay and actually are converted. So even, even the pagan philosophers kind of figured that, hey, we should discuss things if they fester inside. We should bring them to light. Let's see what this guy has to say. Let's see what he's saying. Then John, in, his, uh, in the Catholic today, the Catholic today was beautiful. One, it, it talks about love. He says, he who says, he who is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness. He who, is, he who thinks he's in the light but hates his brother is in darkness. But he keeps going and says this. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write you little children for his sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Forgiveness comes from Christ. Peace comes from Christ. Everything comes from Christ. As, as we said, he paid for our sins. He paid for our doubts. He paid for every thought, every evil thought that goes through our mind. He already paid for. When we go to him, he's saying, yeah, that's mine. Give it to me. You don't need to, 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 you don't need to bear that by yourself. You don't need to go through that by yourself. I paid for it 2,000 years ago. Bring it to me. I was talking with someone the other day. Um, and I was asking him, like, oh, are you going to church? And he's not here. He's actually in a different, a different state. And he says, well, I don't feel spiritually ready yet to go to church. And I was very confused by that. He said, I don't feel spiritually ready. I was like, if you said I'm, I'm worried about COVID, I could understand. If you say like something else, I could understand. But that, that doesn't make any sense. That's like saying I, I'm sick. I don't feel uh, healthy enough to go to a hospital. You know, that doesn't make any sense. We're not going to church to show off. Church is not a museum for the righteous. It's a hospital for the sinners. It's the place where we bring our thoughts and lay them before the altar. As a matter of fact, actually, when the priests go in with the Shoryah, and Abuna David mentioned this during Holy Week, that was a time for, for like a mini confession um, in, the older, in the olden days. We've come here with our sickness and bring them at the altar. We come here to be healed. We're not here as, to show off how righteous we are. That doesn't make sense. We don't become here as we're ready to come. No, we come here to become ready spiritually. We come here to gain healing. We come here to meet the healer face to face and eat his flesh and drink his blood, which washes us from the inside out. Today's a big day, as we said. Today's a big day. Um, we saw St. Mary's birthday. We saw St. Thomas um, and his struggles with doubts and his overcoming and Christ himself coming to save him from the doubts. And I hope, I hope that Christ gives us the light of his resurrection and that he erases every doubt from our life and he gives us the, the life that we can be that St. Mary becomes our mother and we see her as an example and may we share in the, the joy of his resurrection and know the faith of, it, of his eternal life and glory be to our God forever and ever, Amen